0: Okay, so Varun, um, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into the restaurant hospitality industry?
1: Yeah, sure. So I actually started my professional career at Intuit. Um, cool. And it was a you know Intuit's known for their software like QuickBooks, TurboTax. absolutely, and uh, but uh, I was on the strategic partnerships team there. But I've always been an entrepreneur, so I actually started my business uh, outside of Intuit. Uh, called Noble. It was uh, a mobile ordering application used in live events and hospitality. So think about it that you're watching a basketball game and you don't want to stand in the concession line. You can order right from your seat. Oh, wow. And so we partnered with over a, with over 100 locations uh, directly with concessionaire groups. So I really got to understand the hospitality industry and specifically ordering technology and how much uh, evolution is happening on the ground. Uh, but that sometimes doesn't always translate into um, you know the operations, and that's sure. where the real uh, rubber hits the road with how do you make technology work with uh, operations and real estate that was built you know before this technology, and so that was an exciting challenge that we uh, that we took on, and uh, you know uh, flash forward after a pandemic, uh, after surviving a pandemic, uh, we came out of it stronger and uh, Grubber uh, looked at our company and said, hey, there's a match here. We sell kiosks. You have a great mobile ordering application. Uh, why don't we uh, acquire you? Um, and so that's the story and that's how I'm here today.
0: That's how you ended up here. Yeah awesome you brought this up a little bit so i just want to dig a little deeper into it Um, how has the restaurant and hospitality industry evolved over the past say decade which obviously is going to include covid and what happened with that um and and what do you think the real driving factors behind these changes were
1: yeah i mean i think you hit one of those covid was a huge driving factor right one of the um insights that I had when I started Noble was that a lot of these operators, you know, looked at technology like order ahead as a nice to have, as an amenity to offer customers. Right. You know, once the pandemic happened, it almost forced operators to rethink their business and uh, adopt technology in, in in a frequency that they've never adopted it before. Right. Um, and so with that, um, I think that you know, a lot of these hospitality locations, restaurants are not open to technology as they see the benefits of it. And, you know, with COVID also brought uh, the great resignation, right? A lot of people that were in those jobs don't want those jobs anymore. And, you know, it's almost like the industry is going through a rethinking of uh, the, the, the employees and, and the experience that the customers are having. And I think technology is at the forefront of that change.
0: Absolutely, but it almost feels like, which I know has happened in a lot of industries. Um, It kind of feels like the technology was there and we were kind of going in this direction anyway and would have gotten there eventually. But because of COVID and what happened with COVID, it kind of sped us up to get there much faster than we would have otherwise. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and that's that's something that I saw firsthand
1: when, you know, when Noble was pre pandemic, you know, it was, it was like, great, you know, maybe we'll look at it. And after the pandemic, it was, you know, we just had, we had more restaurants and merchants coming to us because they needed some type of
0: ordering technology. Right. Absolutely. So, um, it plays into this a little bit, but other than that aspect of kind of the, the COVID part of it, yeah. how do you kind of feel, consumer preferences and behaviors have kind of shaped the transformation of the industry as it relates to technology and everything else.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think consumers, especially as we, um, you know, shift more and more away from the baby boomers and more into the younger millennial generation, it's almost now, I would say, an expectation that these types of, you know, whether you're a live events venue or a restaurant, that if you don't have some type of digital ordering on site, right, uh, that you're you're looked at almost behind the times, right. And I would I would almost think about it like this: think about it when the internet evolved, right. right. If you didn't have a website, if you didn't have an email, if you didn't have an online presence, um, you don't really, you, you know, your business was suffering, right. And I, and I think a lot of people would look at that as they're behind the times, right. And I think that's where we are today. And I think. Leading the kiosk team, which is what I do now today, right. uh, we're seeing a lot more merchants and, and restaurants are looking to meet the expectation that their customers now have, and that's really revolves around digital ordering.
0: Gotcha. Um, what do you think some of the most significant challenges facing the restaurant industry are today?
1: Yeah, I mean, I hear it all the time from my sales team. It's the number one is finding staff. It is so difficult to find staff to fill those most important positions, like a cashier position. Um, We're seeing minimum wage increases happening from Mm -hmm. various states, California being one of the top ones that I think they're almost at $20 an hour. And when you're talking about restaurants that are trying to balance uh, their business on really small margins, that's a dangerous game. And, uh, and so I think that's why we're seeing such an increase in um, awareness and, and folks that are considering kiosks to bring into their business to help supplement some of those issues that they're seeing today.
0: Uh, Other than that side of the technology side, are you seeing any other notable trends, and maybe it's influenced by the technology we're talking about, Um, any trends or innovations in restaurant design and layout that have kind of gained prominence more recently, you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can think back to one of our merchants that we had onboarded, um, they own a uh, juice and nutrition shop and mm-hmm. they went totally cashless, oh, wow. which was really interesting. And I was able to visit one of their locations. And the way that I would describe it is you know, you walk up and you have a beautiful screen with beautiful pictures, you know exactly what you're ordering, and you can order at your own pace. And behind you know, the, that, that kiosk, you see all of the workers and they're more of an assembly line. So right. in my mind, I, I think that uh, I'm seeing restaurants think about how do we become more efficient How do we deliver a great customer experience? Mm -hmm. And I think that, again, revolves around the adoption of technology and moving with the times.
0: Right, and so, I mean, that's coming about because there's an increased emphasis, obviously, on contactless dining and payment options. Um, How are they kind of addressing those needs? Other than technology, you think they're more kind of all going in that direction because of it?
1: Yeah, I, I think so, I mean, I think that you know, we've almost ripped a band aid and we can't put it back on and right. you know, this is the this is the new normal, right? I mean it's QR codes, it's contactless ordering and you know. It's kiosk. I mean, that's what it is. Right.
0: Yeah. And so that's where Grubber comes in, obviously. Yeah. Um, so how long has Grubber been in the business? A little background. I know you haven't been here the whole time. As you said, your yep. company got acquired by them. Um, but how long have they been in the business of the self-ordering systems?
1: Yeah. So uh, I'm coming up on my one year here at Grubber. Grubber has been around, I believe, uh, for the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, they definitely are one of the key players in the industry, meaning that they got in so early, similar to my company, Noble, where it was such a nascent technology. And when you're dealing with something really brand new and changing the way that people operate, um, it it, it takes a little longer, obviously, but the benefit of being early is you really learn and can perfect your product. And I think that's what we've done. We've been able to get into the market early enough where we... Sat down with our restaurants, sat down with our merchants, understood their operations, and built features in our technology to really support those types of operations. Whether you're, you know, a burrito or Mexican restaurant, or you know, your
0: nutrition shop,
1: um, you know, we built the kiosk to really support any any type of model.
0: Perfect. Uh, That kind of leads into the next question, which are: What are some of those key features or functionalities that Grubber self-ordering systems and the digital kiosk software have for restaurants?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, great question. I mean, I would say one of our key features that a lot of restaurants love is our automated upsell. So, this is you know, think about it when you know you or I we go to you know a McDonald's or any any type of fast food place or quick service restaurant. know we rely on the cashier to maybe ask us like do you want fries do you want to add something to that Personally, I've re- rarely get asked that question. And I think to myself, if I was owning this place, like how many, how many upsells is my cashier missing, right? Right. Um, and so I would say that's one key feature in our kiosk where if you're ordering your meal, it will know exactly what upsell to prompt you with at that point of checkout. If you already have that item in your cart, it'll go to the next upsell item and ask you that. So right. in general, I would say this has been a popular feature because. Because on average, a lot of these restaurants are seeing about a 15% lift in average order size, and that's directly contributed to the automated upsell feature.
0: Amazing. Um, so, not, you don't have to name names or anything, but can you share maybe some success stories or case studies, better yet, um, where the Grubber solutions have significantly benefited clients? Obviously, you just pointed out one now with that upsell feature, but.
1: Yeah, like the client themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so BurgerFi, for example, okay. um, you know they are one of our um, premier clients. Uh, they have, I believe, over 120 locations right. across the U.S. Um, and you know, I believe we have a case study that talks directly, quoted from their CFO, about how the financial impact has has helped their business from cutting down on labor costs. Right. Right. Your kiosk isn't also going to call in sick. It's going to, you know, be there every day. It's Absolutely, dependable. right. And uh, and the upsell, right. Uh, we saw, I believe it was, fifty percent of the people that use the kiosk, uh, also uh, use the upsell. Wow. So you know, we are seeing that
0: that that upsell feature really stick as right. people are using. You talk about one hundred twenty locations. That's uh, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I'm sure it adds up. Um, how do you guys stay up to date? with the emerging technology trends and incorporate them into your solutions.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have an incredible development team. Actually, one of our key, our CTO at Noble is now leading a lot of the initiatives here at Grubber. And, uh, and because of that, I get a little sneak peek at what they're doing. <laughs> and so, you know, I've seen some amazing things like incorporating the Amazon Palm Reader into our kiosk. Oh, wow. So, scan your palm, it'll know who you are, it'll place your order. Um, I've also, you know, seen in the back room uh, their use of AI, right? So, how can we use AI, whether it's our menu boards, to understand it's cold outside today? Let's make sure coffee and hot chocolate are on right. top of the board, right? Um, we've also seen AI through the lens of our, you know, drive-through. Right? How can we, how can we have an AI animated bot right. take your order? Right? These are all things that we don't necessarily have today, but we're working on it because we know that's a future, and we're evolving with that.
0: Gotcha. Um, so you're obviously, and the staff is obviously going to be pretty tech savvy and very familiar with. The technology that you're talking about, but a lot of the people that you're going to a lot of your clients, a lot of the restaurants, um, they may be a little more old school. Maybe they've been around a while. They're used to doing things their own way. So, what type of support and training does Grubber provide to its clients during and as importantly after the implementation of the solutions?
1: Yeah, great question. I think that is um, almost a hesitation from a buyer standpoint. Um, I, I've been doing things the same way for the last thirty years and now I have technology you know it's a little it's a little daunting and it can be I would say two things one we built the technology in a way to be very intuitive cool. right so right off the bat we 've sat down with our restaurants as we were building the product to really build it for them right and once we were able to really have confidence in our UI and UX and the user experience element of it and the operations and the back end. Um, you know, from there, it's more about how do we support them from materials such as um, our knowledge base. So we will have they have special access to our knowledge base that has videos on everything from how to set it up to how to set your features up. Um, and then we have additional support where they can call in, and our support team will manage a lot of the things like creating a menu, uploading images, and typically what we see is they'll use that you know, that lifeline, if you will, for the first time, and then after that, they're like, this is really easy, I don't need to be calling you, I can do this myself.
0: Okay, well, that kind of leads to the next question, which is, um, what ways can the self-service kiosks be customized to meet the specific needs and, as importantly, the branding of the restaurants that you're working with?
1: Yeah. Another great question. I mean, I think that uh, the way that we built this is to really try to personalize these kiosks as much as we can. We know that a lot of these restaurants they take pride in their brand and their mm-hmm. in their you know hard work, and they want that to be shown on, on everything. And so the kiosk is a beautiful screen where you can have a screensaver. A lot of these restaurants will put a screensaver together, and it will have their it'll have their restaurant, their brand, their logo. It'll have pictures of their food, and it basically Entices that customer sure. to step up to the screen. You're, you know, versus waiting in a line, right? And uh, and so that's one element of it. I would say that that screen and that display. We've also seen restaurants monetize, meaning that they've gone to brands and adver- advertisers, right. And they've gone and said, "Hey, do you want placement on the screen? Mm-hmm. We can charge you." For a month, and we you can be our sponsor for the month, and I think that's really creative. And a lot of our savvy business right. restaurant owners are doing a whole that. separate revenue stream. Yeah, absolutely,
0: amazing. Um, so, how does the Grubber handle um, integration with the other restaurant management systems, such as a POS system or inventory management software? Yeah, um, we have several integrations, and I would say, as we started the company, and
1: I'll speak on behalf of the founders here, but as they started the company, uh, one of the key things they realized is that there are these different point of sales, and integration is important. So what we did is we focused on the key ones, key point of sales that are focused in the restaurant industry. So like NCR, we have an integration with Micros, we have an integration with Clover, we have an integration with oh, Toast okay. and Square. Mm-hmm. So we really have spent, or oh, the dev team has really spent time on making sure that we can seamlessly integrate into these point of sales and create one system um, for for that merchant versus having these separate systems across the board.
0: Gotcha. Um, you, you brought up BurgerFi as one of you know the premier, obviously, clients that you have, which yep. is fairly, fairly large business. Um, but I'm assuming a lot of the companies you, that you work with, especially when you start with them, are smaller ones that maybe have, to, you know, only a few locations. So, can you give us a, an example of the scalability of the Grubber Solutions for clients with the different business sizes and needs?
1: Yeah, I mean I think the the system itself can can scale with your business in terms of, you know, our menu items. You can input as many as four hundred to five hundred menu items into the kiosk if you'd like. Um, you know, the, the the architecture of the software is built to just scale. Right. And so uh, whether you have one or two locations and you scale to 20, uh, the kiosk is just going to be, it's like flipping a switch. You just add another kiosk. Right. And it's the sign-up process for that. It already knows that this is part of, you know, Bob's Taco and company and you can then segment and name those kiosks under that Bob's Taco company. Gotcha. And So it's very, very easy.
0: So as the business grows, it's going to grow with you. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so, Tell us a little bit about the cost effectiveness of implementing Grubber solutions compared to traditional ordering methods. You kind of got into this a little bit earlier, but let's, let's get into a little deeper now.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you think about just from the basic standpoint of a cost of an employee mm-hmm. and how much that cashier costs, you're paying their salary, you're paying health benefits, um, you're paying for you know paid vacation right. so all of those elements really do add up and when you look at a kiosk here when we looked at that those expenses and looked at the kiosk you're saving as an operator roughly about $6000 a month right, right. And you're getting efficiency that you wouldn't necessarily get from a human. Let's face it, right? I mean, automation is more is always going to be more efficient than a human. Absolutely. Right? And uh, and we see that with automated upsells again, right? Always being asked. And uh, and so, yeah, I would say that's really one of the key selling points is the, the cost and the efficiency uh, that a kiosk brings is, is much more superior than, you know, trying to find a cashier for that role.
0: Absolutely. So just to kind of sum up, um, what would you kind of consider the primary value propositions that you believe Grubber offers to its clients in the self-ordering system and digital kiosk software space?
1: Yeah. I mean, I look at it as three pillars, right? One, making more money, right? And that is that is something that we track from the data side. We make more money because people in general order more through digital channels. This isn't just the case like Rubber. If you look at any case study, whether it's McDonald's, Burger King, whatever, digital ordering brings in more orders because people are viewing it on their phone, they see pictures, mm-hmm. they're not in, you know, stressed that somebody's in line trying to, no, Absolutely. they have that time, so yeah. they add that extra item. Now if you add in automated upsells and all of that, you can now see why average order sizes are going up digitally. So that's mm-hmm. pillar one. Pillar two is, I would say, um, is, is really the cost of labor right? Implementing a kiosk in those roles that are very mundane and and really just task oriented like a cashier, you're literally saving $6,000 a month. Right. And so there's your second pillar is saving money. So you have making money, saving money. And I would say the third pillar, which I actually think is one of the most important, is really revolves around guest experience. Absolutely. Right. You have guests that are now walking in to your facility where Maybe last week they went into one that didn't even have a cashier and it was so seamless and they're able to order digitally or order on their phone and walk in, pick up their order. And that experience that you deliver to them is going to be locked into their mind and that is going to allow them to want to return. Versus they walk in and they got to stand in a line and wait and it's just unorganized and it's just, and it might just be like the old way is just not cutting it anymore. Right. You know, and that's really
0: my take on it. Got to go where the technology takes you.
1: Yeah. So guest experience
0: is that last pillar. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for talking to us today and uh, look forward to talking again soon. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Barun. Thanks.